all the adoring fans <laughs> waiting in line for coffee. Very engaged. <laughs> it's early. You it gotta get early. people a minute. Yeah. Wait, just wait until people need a place to sit. They'll come flooding yeah. in. You got places to charge. That's true. Yeah. You got little surveys to take on iPads. It's important stuff. You do. There's prizes, maybe. Potential prizes. So I'm glad you, you managed to make time for us. Of I saw course. you had a very busy schedule. I do. On your blog. It was it was very colorful. It was. Does, does the colors help? It was priorities. Is so, it working? Uh, so far, it's working okay. The colors didn't come through, though, on my iPad, so I was a little disconcerted. Oh. But, um, yes, green was things I actually, like, really needed to do. What, color, so what color was Good Day Sir Podcast? Oh, you became... Well, this one is green. All the other ones that I wanted to see are purple for podcasts because that goes together in my brain. So, yeah, because I want to meet all these people because it's great to put faces with voices that I listen to during my commute yeah when i'm geeking about salesforce by myself and like how laughing like we're all three having a conversation <laughs> yeah. and yet i'm in my car and you're in texas so so how long is your commute because i know we kind of run long um my commute's about a half an hour so usually it's like so both to, ways so you get a, which a, is good because then it's like suspense for the middle of the day <laughs> what are they gonna say i don't know so i, like I always it. wonder if people think our episode should be shorter or longer yeah i don't know if it's i mean I don't have any problem with it taking more time. Yeah. Like, you can pause in the middle. Some of them right. are... I mean, it's like a podcast. I, you pause it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, you have DVR now. That's right. what you do, right? <laughs> I, I put it on the DVR, and I watch it when and listen to it when I'm ready. So... Yeah. Yeah, and we kind of just... I mean, I think we just talk until we're tired of hearing ourselves, and then we stop. Yeah, yeah like, it's Pretty like, much. well, what's our time check? Right. Well, maybe we don't need to talk about anything else today. Well, we. St I think we started getting conscious about going long. You don't have to worry. Yeah. Yeah. We'll listen we got, to you. We got a little self or we'll yeah. stop because you can just stop if you want. Right. If it's too long for you, go do something else today. All right. So, so we're at day two. Yes. Um, we survived day one. We survived day one, Check. although I am running a little ragged this morning, if I'm being honest. Yeah. It, it was tough getting him going. Woo. Well, you know who's not running ragged, apparently? An entire group of people got up this morning at six o'clock and ran. Yeah, I met somebody last night who was like, yeah, I'm doing running. I'm like, um, I have an appointment at 6.30 to eat, which was at the um, Newbie Reunion breakfast, which was wonderful. So um, I was like, he's like, oh, I'm getting up early to run. And I was like, well, I'm getting up early for bacon. So yeah, exactly. that's, me. that's the difference between you and I. Uh, and there's uh, been, uh, you know, like 6.30 a.m. dance parties. Have yes. you heard about those? No. It's insane. Yeah. Of all the things I want to do at 6.30 a.m., which there are a few, <laughs> dancing and, or running, not one of them. No, no. I, my, my first thought this morning was not, I'm going to get up and go run, but I'm not a good runner. I'm not, I'm not, not a good runner. To each their own. Yeah. So, so what was your highlight from yesterday? What was my highlight from yesterday? Um, true to the core was really great. So I've had a um, burning question that's like the equivalent of your namespace question. Um, is and I was able to ask it to Parker Harris and like six product managers and get an answer, which is just a great yeah. moment, I think. So it was great to see so many people that are passionate about the old stuff. I think it's really easy to get excited about the new shiny, flashy stuff. But in the end, there's people that have been in this space for so long and really just want to see, you know, easier change set deployment, yeah. you know, or like when is, um, you know, can we have roll-ups from opportunity contact, you know, just things that are, seem so straightforward. And to hear, to hear them or Parker Harris be like, well, yes, I want that too. You know, it's just a really kind yeah. of affirming yeah. 
affirming thing. So that was a good one. I mean, I sat on the floor because there was no seats anywhere, but it was worth it. That's the it one that you and we stood in that one for, what, 30 minutes? Is that right the here same one? in the developer theater. Right. We, we yesterday. got there a little yeah. late and we slowly managed to push our way forward <laughs> as, as close as we could. <laughs> Just elbowing developers out of the way. But they did announce several new things. Do you remember? Hashtag what Safe Harbor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, I think, I mean, they were talking, it, it was true to the core, and they're talking about some of the things that kind of we're not seeing enlightening yet that have kind of concerning people, like person accounts and things like that. that yeah, so you know, person accounts they confirmed are not dying. They're not dying. That is true. Even though they perhaps should, Well, they are not. But apparently. they're giving you the opportunity to disable them, which is wonderful. By, by, yeah, by calling Salesforce. Again. Well, if this is one of those features. I guess it's so dangerous that you have to call and, and deal with a human to get it turned on. Yeah. And then but right now, there's no off. going back. Uh, right, Once you do right. that, you're in it to win it with person accounts. Yeah, and that's putting a positive spin on it. <laughs> well, you know, well, the person Al- accounts, are, the idea is really useful. Right. And, yeah. and some organizations just have to have it. Um, there's just so many issues in the implementation. Or when new features come out, it turns out that they don't support person accounts. Right. 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 So there's, if you look at the matrix of features, you know, where person account crosses with all these other things... They just, it doesn't, you know, it, it kind of takes a backseat on testing against person accounts for some reason. Yeah. Well, and I think the tough thing, too, is it's easy for me to be an admin, you know, trying to make a change and hitting a wall and being like, oh, why don't you fix my one thing that frustrates right. me, you know? But, like, to see the overall infrastructure and realize that with Lightning, like, they're rebuilding everything along with the fun, pretty piece that I see on the front end, you know? So... I think there's so much more that goes into it, which is why it's great to see, you know, these product managers that are excited and they're like, I really did want to deliver that for you, but this takes precedence and, you know, all the, it's not just a matter of like a, a switch they're not clicking just to bother me, you yeah. know, so. It's, yeah, it, it did seem like they, they, they're taking a lot of lessons learned from when they implemented Visual Force and things like that. And now that we have all this, this new system for the most part, um, they're they're seeing it as an opportunity to kind of go in and, and solve some of these problems, or at least you know bring them bring them forward to something that can be solved. Right. Uh, la- laying the right kind of foundation for it. I guess. I mean, uh, I, I think part, you know, the the corollary or the uh, the flip side of of all this effort that's going into the the new lightning experience means that they are not they're not able to focus on some of those features that a lot of people want them to get to. They're redirecting resources. I mean, again, it had to be done, right? Yeah. The new UI had to be done. It's important, but uh, it's, it takes a lot of, lot of people away from other things. Um, well, and then I think it's tough, too. Um, one of, somebody asked, and Sean Wolverton had already, of course, received the question of, you know, so you, you release product process builder, and it's not bulkified. You know, so it's like, so then we get the new things that are good. And then we also still have more, more, more. And it was, she, she said, um, you know, it's, I want a pony. I want a pony. I want a pony. And if I can't give you a pony, do I give you nothing? Or do I give you like a ride on a pony? You know, so like baby steps to get there too. So that's a tough call to make the tough balance, right? Of do you not release things because they're not fully ready or do you, but, but I agree that you can't only focus on the new no. stuff. And I think that's no. kind of what I was getting from the true to the core was that there's still, people still know about these things that are, you know, just little smaller things, but that make a big impact. I mean, yeah. of the lightning demo, the having four things together on a dashboard just like blows everyone's mind. And that's not even probably the hardest or best or greatest part of the thing, but that's the, that's the sticking point 
that so many admins have probably heard of some person that knows nothing about Salesforce yeah. and is like, can't you make four things there? So, yeah. And some of them, I mean, some of these things that people want, they may seem small, but some of them are um, fairly fundamental mm -hmm. and would really improve the platform. Um, but they don't make good press releases. They're not shiny and whatever. And you know, they've got to keep that yeah. going as well. So it's, and, it's, it's and when it comes to developer stuff, that is kind of hard to to kind of promote and sell. I mean, we. I sat in a, a campfire over here, and I think they're repeating that session in a larger stage on Thursday, and I'll look that up, but uh, it was about the new debugging tools. I'm not sure if you heard about the mm. new debugging tools coming out. So they are coming out with a feature. It's going to be in pilot. Actually, no, I think we're at, it's not going to be pilot. You're going to, you have to buy it. Oh. Because that's, gonna, that's, gonna, that's how they're going to control demand for this tool, and there's a reason behind that. And what it is, is you'll be able to real time debug your code from your sandbox environment. You won't be able to do this in production, but you will be able to set breakpoints, stop the code, look at the variables. Uh, you won't be able to manipulate any of the variables, but you will be able to see it. Um, but there's some real technical challenges there with doing this in the cloud. And essentially what's happening is whenever you stop the code at your breakpoint, you're grabbing hold of one of their threads. And you have that thread. So it becomes really expensive. Um, and you also probably have a transaction open. Right, so you have, you have transactions open, you have, you're, you're on a thread, so they, they really have to kind of, even though it seems every other tool we have that type style of debugging, we have the ability to break, set breakpoints and walk through it and see mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. With Salesforce, it, it's a very different story. Well, and the great thing about Salesforce in general and the community, I think, is I'm an advanced admin that's starting to hit those, like, I need some code to get to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, Kieran Jameson and some others that she worked with started a program called the Rad Women and so uh, we went through a nine week, I was in the pilot. And so the fact that I even know what most of what you just said <laughs> is because of that. And it was really just about women teaching women to code and learning the concepts and the words and just the terminology. We started commenting code and taking code snippets and looking for errors and learning about lists and maps and all these things that I think a lot of um, beginning admins can't even put in their brain yet. But I think yeah. just to be able to, for me, even to read code and to understand, like I said, what you're even talking about is a huge step. Yeah, so no, totally. that was a great um, free pilot program that she decided to start. She writes Women Code Heroes, which also takes concepts and turns them out in ways that you can understand. So I think wow. it's great that there's so many resources out there to get where you want to go, whether it's you know paying for a course, obviously to get a certification or to you know, um, but even free Salesforce classes and free like I keep just trying all the things until something connects and then I can write a trigger, yep. you know, right? Which will be like ah, yeah. that'll be the day, <laughs> right? I do have a long series on writing triggers, by the way, on my blog. Well, okay, <laughs> I'll have to catch up. If you want to know how to do it right. <laughs> Do it John's way. Right, I had to split one. it up into two articles. It's pretty lengthy, but no. But that's what you get excited about, which is great. There's people that get excited. That's one of the things I like most about but Salesforce is there's somebody who gets excited about everything. Yeah. And, you know, here at Dreamforce, I actually only went to two sessions yesterday, but I was here in the admin lounge. I was in the dev zone. I was meeting other user group leaders and just meeting people. So if I have a trigger question, I know someone I can ask. I met some flow people. I can ask them flow questions. So... It's great just to meet and learn, yeah. you know, who to talk to about the. And I'm meeting people on Twitter whose faces I usually only see little tiny pictures, and now you get to see their <laughs> whole body. It's great. <laughs> We're not just disembodied heads anymore. Right? 
or even I think yours is like somebody. No, yours is like you've got a kid in the air or something. Some, oh, I your did. son is covering your face. Yeah, it yeah. used to. I or it's I, like I the side it. of your. Yeah. You know, there's it. only this much of your face. Yeah. So I put my face back on. But there. I feel like it's those. It's that. That's to me the great thing about Dreamforce too is like it's like the. Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. Like that you realize who these people are that you've talked to or listened to or seen blog posts from and that have taught you things. And now you get to meet them and be really geeky about it. If you're me, at least. (laughs) Right. And get buttons. Yeah. So it works out nice. Yeah, quite quite the set of buttons there. I do. Got some good flair going on I like, yeah, right? (laughs) Ten pieces. I made the cut today. You should find Shell today. So the great thing is I actually tweeted, Dear Shell... I would like to stalk you at Dreamforce. Please let me know how to do that effectively. Okay, thanks, bye. And he sent me a message, and he's like, hey, here's my number. Come find me. Let's hang out. So I would love to find Shell. You just have to walk. I don't see him. I, I, I said this yesterday, and I've said it, I think I said it twice already. Hanging out with Shell is interesting because you'll be walking, and if you don't keep track of him, you'll lose him. Because he, he'll walk by someone he knows or someone will grab him, and, you know, he's, he's, he's a celebrity. Yeah, but I, like I say, it's great to put, you know, a handshake, a hug, whatever, with the people that you've been listening to that have taught you things. I met Steve Mo yesterday and probably was like the biggest nerd ever. But the very first I got to Dreamforce meet Admin Hero yesterday. We got to have dinner with Admin Hero Ooh, yesterday. Oh, Brent, I yeah. like it. Um, I met, you know, the very first Dreamforce session I went to that I remember was Steve Mo doing Formula Ninjas, and it was a case formula or like nested if statements, something that at the time I was like. I do have an application for that. And I didn't know how to, you know, record types were exciting, you know, things yeah. to, to think back to. And that was only six years ago. So that these people are still here and they're still, you know, and I get to meet them face to face. I think what I like a lot is the fact that when we, when we are walking around and talking to people, we're not talking to people that are 10 times removed from the product itself. So sometimes we're talking to the actual people who either worked on that tool, built it. Um, there's a lot of accessibility here. And so you can, you can ask some really deep-rooted questions, just like that campfire thing yesterday. I mean, they had the entire team that built that tool. And for them, they're really excited about it because they were told it was impossible, that you couldn't do it. And so no one wanted to tackle the issue. And that, that comes to play with a lot of other things. It, the platform itself has made certain features very hard to build. And it's, you know, is there enough return to go in and invest in building that out and making that happen? And um, there's a lot of passionate people who push that forward and made that happen and that's how we're seeing some of these things so I think it's great I like it and it's great too I think you're just kind of talking to somebody like standing in line for something or I was at a party last night and people were commenting on my trailhead badge nerdy earrings and somebody you know like took a picture and and walked away and they're like my Salesforce AE was like that was like my boss's boss like that was do you know who just (laughs) took a picture of your ear and I was like no I don't you know you're just talking to um, you know, oh, the CEO is at a booth just talking yeah. to people. And so it's a great way to um, find out about all kinds of fun things. And get invited on podcasts. It's great. Yeah. So, so Jeremy and I have been curious for a long time. Tell us about Girly Geek. Girly Geeks. We feel, we, feel we're, we don't really understand. So Girly Geeks is um, being rebranded to Women in Tech. So we're growing up uh. a little bit. Women in tech. See, and I like the girly thing. I, Although, you know, that's I, fun. Well, when I first fun. heard about the girly thing, I was like, well, that's interesting because a lot of the, the women in tech, people that are in the women in tech movement um, really frown upon, you know, girls or gals or whatever because that's supposedly like what dudes call women or whatever, right? right? But 
But I was like, oh, that's cool. They're calling themselves girly geeks. Right. That's that's a cute name, right? Yeah. I mean, so it, it started um, just women because... Women in tech, though, that's... Uh, women do Salesforce. That's, I think that's better. Because I mean, the women in tech movement itself is, you know, larger, probably encompasses like millions of women, right? So, um, so, so it's, what is it, women in tech in Salesforce or? So, I mean, the name officially is women in tech. And so we're actually, so it's funny because it started as um, one person hanging out with 25 people for a glass of wine, 25 women, I should say, um, for a glass of wine to talk about Salesforce. And it has grown in I think only about four or five years and now there's almost 50 um, chapters across the con- uh, the world not even just the country these are Salesforce and specific these are, so now we have we've been elevated to being u- official user groups so just like your local user group you have a girly geek or women in tech chapter so I actually started the Charlotte chapter and it's basically the two that I've planned have been at breweries and it's basically come have a beer and talk about Salesforce with me I, I like that. And I need to come to your user group. Some of them are more official in terms of um, the Midwest Girly Geeks have planned. They have something called Thirsty Thursday. And so it's actually a webcast. So I've attended it from Charlotte. And it's they bring on people to talk about women in the technology industry, um, resume reviews, negotiating salaries. So I think it's more... Not necessarily things that are only women-focused, but things that are specifically more challenging for women in the workplace and um, talking about those things. but Or just talking about Salesforce or you know just general workplace things. I think it's just a great support system um, that's a little bit different than the user group. So at least mine so far have not been as structured, mm-hmm. but it's just a good way to meet other women in the community. Um, I've, we've got a lot of great MVPs in um, Charlotte and Raleigh and Greensboro. So having those resources and hanging out and talking about stuff. So... That's kind of... I went to the Developer Days annual event that they do mm-hmm. and met um, a great team of people who were like, you should start a Girly Geek chapter. And I didn't even know what they were talking about because I hadn't been in Dreamforce and I hadn't heard about it. And so I looked it up and there's a whole community of just a supportive place to ask questions um, and be a woman in tech. So, yeah. so we got these cards yesterday, which of course I did not bring to show you. Um, it describes kind of what the concept is about and you know just women who salesforce and support each other and have wine every now and again yeah what's better than that right i mean and i'll do that with dudes too who needs an excuse right i'll have beer and wine (laughs) and talk about salesforce with pretty much anybody also uh, you know and john and i as a couple of dude bros (laughs) (laughs) you know so you know i see these in the you know Women in tech, or whether it's specifically what you know, the thing that you're involved in. I think, well, and I always think to myself, well, that, that's uh, that's cool. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have a great understanding of um, what it's like fundamentally, what it's all about. Right. Um, if I had to guess, and so you can like buzz me, or <laughs> you have the you have, have the, the buzzer. I don't yeah. have anything. <laughs> um, but it is specifically there are, um, and I, I feel like I'm fortunate because I feel like I've typically worked in environments and companies that were. You know, nothing's perfect, right? But we're fairly good places for um, women to do well at. Um, I know there's places that are terrible, and it's very—it's highly variable, right? Um, but there are there are issues that are specific to women mm-hmm. in the workplace. You know, whether it's tech or not. I, I think tech is just another uh, way for women to, to um, narrow it down. Yeah, a yeah, I guess so. And there are there are I think specific issues in the tech industry, especially um, in places like Silicon Valley. 
San Francisco where they you can you can develop these um, kind of super bro cultures that are you know it's just it's even if it's not necessarily outright hostile it's just it's almost exclusion exclusionary and you're just you know you're seen it kind of as an outsider but and I've been to a lot of uh, like developer conferences that were easily like at least 99% men right yeah. um, but the women that do come they almost were like uh, ce- almost like celebrated or it right. seemed like I mean we were, we, were, we always you know I've been, there's conferences that I've been to just year after year after year and we just try to do so many things to get women involved uh, to get them to come to this because there are women developers right they're they're out there yeah. <laughs> they just like why aren't they coming to these conferences um, and so that's kind of my like just what I what I see but um, when I see what you guys are doing and I, it's it's it's, um, it's women who write triggers and women let's do this and I'm like and I and then it gets to the point where I'm like, well, I like to do all those things. Right. What, what is this? How is this now a women thing, you know? Right. I think it's tough because I would love to live in a world where everybody gets everything equally and I, you know, you, that you didn't have to think about those things. Yeah. And I personally have not worked in any place that wasn't, you know, supportive or I felt that it was, you know, negatively towards me as a woman. But I also think there's a lot of, um, a lot of the initiatives that I see with, Girl Force and Girls Can Code, Girls Who Code, all these things are really focusing on other generations as well in terms of instead of assuming that you hand a princess doll to the girl and a, you know, video game and start, you know, so that you can start like Girls Can Code and starting to um, just change the idea. Because I think when you think of a developer, like there was that whole... um, bus ad, right, of like the engineer that was a girl that happened to be an attractive girl, and they put her on the ad, and everybody thought that it was a model. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, she's the engineer, you know, so even someone, I work at 3D Systems, which is a 3D printing company down in South Carolina, and we have some wonderful women who are helping develop new um, printing materials and, and that are engineers that are, you know not necessarily yeah. your typical face of an engineer type of concept. So I think it's it's really just more about supporting more of having more people at the conferences. But it is tough. Like, you don't want to be a celebrity. I don't want to be any different than someone else who's learning to write triggers. But I just want to support everybody. And I think sometimes women hesitate to ask for that help or admit they don't know things. But one of my greatest strengths is that I have a co-admin that taught himself Apex and so he was helping me with my rad women homework and he's you know we're doing things together because he's excited to have me learn too yeah. so i don't think it's i don't think it's meant to be exclusionary by any stretch but right. i think it's just um just a great supportive aspect to like we've got great men developer coders in charlotte as well the leader of the charlotte dev group um is awesome and he taught a course and um in case you haven't noticed, I'm not very shy or quiet, really. So um, I wrote my first test class. And when it saved and I had no errors, I like jumped out of my seat and screamed. <laughs> and everyone else in the room was like, what? And I'm like, that's awesome. you know. And so that was a great opportunity that wasn't women-specific. But there was a lot of women there, men there. It's great. So the Getting, getting girls and, and young women involved in... in uh, development programming I think that's what that's the main thing that resonates with me I'm like because I, I think that's the most key thing to solve this problem of there's really no reason that when you go to a software development conference it should be 98% men I, I don't know what the you know what the natural ratio would be but it sure as heck is not 98% right, right. And, and there's a, there's a lot of things out there now to kind of help with that my daughter my daughter's eight 
And so I'm a, I'm a proud father. I'm going to talk. About, I'm going to brag about my daughter for you a bit. I can tell you're like my daughter's eight. It's my show. <laughs> I'm, I'm <not. laughs> but no, I mean, I didn't. I didn't go in with the agenda that I want you to learn tech and I want you to do this because you know we need we need more 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 women in that. But I did give her the opportunity and expose her to it. Um, there's like apps that she can program by dragging little modules, and they have loop modules and logic modules. I put it in front of her one year, and she wasn't really all that interested. A year later, that changed, and I found her playing with it. And she was making little games and doing hit detection with these modules. Um, and then I got her a Mindstorm robot, so now she's got a little Lego robot that she likes to make talk and everything. So sometimes it's just putting that out there and yeah. seeing what they're interested in and exposing them to that. And there's there's a lot of great things out there nowadays to do that. Right, and it's a whole different world. I mean, I don't feel... When I was growing up, like, my dad worked for HP, so we had a computer and we had a separate phone line for our dial-up internet, and it was, like, a thing that not everybody had, you know? So I don't feel like... I feel like this is a new challenge to then realize, like, wait a minute, th we've got these, like, tech-friendly generations that are yeah. growing up and... And how do we like mold that to the future things that are going to be totally different in another 30 years? Our, yeah. so. our kids grew up with trying to touch the TV. <laughs> yeah. And you know, decades ago, there were, there were more women you know, software developers than there, than there are now. Right. So clearly, you know, something went Changed. south right. Right, for a while. Um, but Well, and I think, too, the great thing, I actually studied hospitality management here at USF in San Francisco and have kind of evolved down this software path. I worked at a hotel, and then I worked for a hospitality software. Um, my first interaction with Salesforce was building cases. And so then it was like, why are we using the same page for a new, uh, you know, a one and done quick call versus like something I had to escalate as a bug? And so like that opened up the world of record types. And then it was like web to case and things. And so I've had a few different roles where I was still in hospitality, but doing Salesforce. And now I've fully gone the Salesforce route. And so it's that kind of accidental admin that I can say that I'm a developer. I'm a declarative developer so far. But um, that you've got a really interesting mix here of people that maybe come know Java and know SQL and know all these things and come from that perspective into this space. Or people who had nothing to do with software at all and now, like, I get excited talking about formulas and roll-up summaries and, like, looking at analytics and all this stuff that I never would have thought would be my wheelhouse. And so it's such an interesting space here to see kind of where everyone's come from and to see women that are excited about, you know, some of the code things that are coming up. But just as well to see even men that are getting started that have nothing to do with, you know, any of those industries so far. So yeah. brings everyone together. So it does. I mean, we, 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 I don't know, we don't complain. We talk a little bit about, um, from time to time, the, the difference between declarative and being a builder and being a developer and the mindset that goes with that. And that distinction isn't meant to kind of divide or put people in the silos. It's mm -hmm. just that it's a certain mentality. It's a certain skill set. And the, 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 the great thing about Salesforce in, is that it's, a, it's an enablement platform. Like you said, you can start it as an admin you have challenges and you, you start to overcome them either with declarative tools or you start getting into triggers and learning how to do things. My site, my blog is filled with people who come to me and say, and they're just admins. And they're like, I need to do this. And, and they're just trying to get through it. You know, they, they don't have the resources to go out and hire a developer. They mm -hmm. don't have the resources to do all of that. So they're taking it on themselves. And I think that's great. That gets more people into developing. It exposes them to it. 
and it, it could lead to a whole new career path for them. Well, and I think it's a lot of just that, okay, I, I, interest, I know that I can do this somehow, right? You yeah. know, that, and, and that mindset of, okay, how can I, what if I do it this way and bouncing those things off people. Um, and I had a great experience. I posted something on the Answers community um, and I was like, I, I want to do this. Like I have this type of opportunity record type and I want it to update the opportunity products. And I think now I can do that with Process Builder maybe. Like can somebody just tell me I'm going in the right direction? And I had an answer within, you know, like an hour of somebody saying, you can call a flow and do this, which is not something I've ever done before. And then I got an email that was like, hey, I can do this for you tomorrow if that's okay. And I was like, wait, wait, no, like I want to do it. You know, I want to learn how to do it. But like that's, that's happened that somebody just was, somebody wrote a trigger for me once. I, and I've never met him ever again in life, you know. So um, having that is a, is a great resource. And I think yeah. that, but it started from, I want to do this. I think I can solve this problem, which I think is a lot of what the admining ends up being about is like, you're doing this dumb spreadsheet thing that I think is wasting your time. Like, how do we get you to not do that anymore? Yeah. And to see that starting to evolve, I think is what I, I think I mean, is a lot fun. of times you just don't know what you don't know and you need someone to point you in the direction. Like, right. don't do it for me. Right. I just yeah. need to know what I don't know so that I can then go and learn that. Right. And then turn around and blog about it. Right. And then someone else can learn about it. Yeah. This is why I started a blog because I feel like I was so excited I figured something out and somebody was like, blog about it. And I was like, okay, I should do that. So you should. I am. Continue to. Christy Force. Christy Force.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> so, what got you guys into all of this excitement? Him? Yeah? Was it, I don't think you can blame it on me. It wasn't me. You're the one that got me into Salesforce, yeah. Oh, into Salesforce. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is what that was your question, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, it was him. I mean, you can tell me your life story. Too, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's what I, you meant. I brought John back from the brink of leaving the world of software forever. <laughs> I did. I was, <laughs> it was done. I was done. I wanted to go work at Starbucks and get a get a. Well, I don't go know. Off the I, grid. I don't think it's a degree, but you get certified to be a masseuse. I, I don't know. I was I was done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I decided I'm gonna Salesforce I'm gonna go work at Starbucks. Oh, well, he brought me back. No. Oh. <laughs> I just pointed him in the right direction. And now you're an MVP. Actually, ended up taking a job doing um, working for a learning management company, and I was I, I just I just sat there and did tech support. We got maybe one or two calls a day, um, but these were challenging calls. <laughs> these were challenging calls. These were these were guys that had to maintain certifications for their industry. Hmm. So these are guys out in oil rigs and things like that. I literally got someone when I asked him to put the CD into the CD drive. He literally said, "Oh, that little cup holder thing." I don't know if he was joking. But I literally got someone saying that. So I don't think that's an urban legend. I don't think that's a myth. I think people at one point in time thought that was a cup holder. Well, and I think it's tough. You know, there's so many. I get excited about it, right? Like, I get it. I've had my Salesforce aha moment. I've drank the Kool-Aid. I'm on the bus. And I'm working with these salespeople who are probably just doing it because I'm making them do it. And so, you know, I'll train them and I've got all the resources out there. And then two months later, somebody calls me and they're like, okay, how do I do this? And I'm like, oh, you click here. And he's like, what? what? You're watching them kind of scroll around on the screen. And it's like, what? hi, we, we've talked about this, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I think it's helping people get to that aha moment so they get why it's important. You know, I'd love to tell you how long it takes to sell something. Wouldn't that be nice to know how long it takes to sell one of our products? But if you don't create your opportunities on the create date, I'll never get there to be able to tell you that. I can yeah. subtract two dates together, but if they're not good dates, then I can't help you. So I think 
as it evolves and people see the end result, then you start getting kind of that momentum. But sometimes it can be a little frustrating that not everyone gets excited as I do. <laughs> they need to get with the program. Right? Yeah. I try and make them. Yeah. But um, it's only been a little over a year. So I got time still to get them I, all I, on my Salesforce that, bus. That was, that was a mom look you just gave, too. Oh, it was yeah. just that stern. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm about to open my you Get on my bus. Yeah. You better stop. You don't yeah, want to see that face. We like to joke. I'm the good cop and my co-admin... <laughs> He'll probably be mad that I said this, but is the insane cop. Because a lot of people are like, why can't you just do this? It's not hard. And it's like, you don't know if it's hard or not. You know, like, <laughs> let me, you tell me what you want instead of telling me what to do. Yeah. And then we'll see where we can get, you know. So I think um, I'm that, gonna That's a challenge. That is a challenge. I mean, in every, every instance, when you're analyzing a solution or someone comes to you with a problem, your follow-up questions are always just trying to dig deeper. Like, mm -hmm. why are you asking me to do that? What's the real problem? Because uh, it's, it's, sometimes it's really easy. Sure, I can toss that field on the screen. Or sure, I can add that record type and, and do that. But why? Right. Why are we doing this? Like when people send you a screenshot of an error message, which is my favorite, and then you'll just copy the text of the error message and send it to them as like not read text. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but again, that was a great opportunity. Somebody did that recently. And it's like, well, what are you trying to do? And they told me. I'm like, you don't... I, I made a thing for you to not have to do that. You know? Yeah. So, but I think it's... It's a, I take on some of the, okay, you want to do this and you don't think it's hard, but I have these six questions to do it the right way versus just kind of saying no or saying like, that's not going to happen because yeah. everyone has ideas, but that's why you have ideally a team of people to make it work better. My very first instance of Salesforce, there was no admin that was really trained or it had been so long since the deployment. Looking at their account page made my heart hurt. You're scrolling like five times. Anytime they needed something new to track, mm -hmm. all they knew was there was no custom objects. It was all just fields on the account page. And, and so, I mean, that worked for them, you know, quote unquote, but it's just looking at it. And that's the stuff that gets me excited of like, why is this all happening this way? How do I make it better? Like, yeah. tell me what fields you actually use and digging into that stuff. Yeah, that's pretty that's commonplace. Fun. The the especially if they come from a world where they're trying to replace an Excel spreadsheet, right? And they feel like they need. I, I I've actually literally built Excel style interfaces in Salesforce because their customers adamant. This is just how we do it. There's entire products that are yeah. partner products that are Bex yeah. author is like built on the idea of. Well, that's a that's a dirty feeling re rebuilding yeah. Excel in, in Salesforce. And then they're like, well, why doesn't it look work like Google spreadsheets? And I'm like. Because they got like millionaire engineers working on this. How much and money, you got money and time teams, do you have? Yeah. Right? Teams of engineers for years working on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's common, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see how if if that those situations kind of evolve with the new Lightning interface, because the the real estate is divvied up in different ways. The draggy droppy interface. The draggy droppy interface, and. Uh, and that's, that's been a concern when we saw the new UI is, you know, how is this going to impact those customers that just want to have tons of fields on the screen? Because now their real estate is a little more compact. You have the sidebar now. You have the actual content. The data is not really center stage anymore. It's activity and collaboration. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to have these conversations and see if we can maybe guide them more towards, you know, streamlining their data entry and figuring out what's really important. Yeah, and I think it'll, I mean, like you said, I think it'll be good to review all the processes. I think... It's funny because a lot of Salesforce shows very well, like 
oh, I can drag my opportunity to a new thing, and it calculates, and it's wonderful. And my first thought was... That's um, a terrible idea. Well, not even necessarily. I, I can get maybe why you... You know, before your call on a Friday, you're checking to see where things are at. We have a partner community, so we have partners adding opportunities. So you may have had someone put something, you know. But my first thought was, what about my validation rules, <laughs> right? So, I mean, we're trying to enforce certain process, and I'm assuming you'd do it and hopefully get presented a message like, nope, you can't do that. So hopefully then that means that people start doing things the way I want and it evolves so they can <laughs> use the draggy droppy, but that's not going to solve all your problems either. you know. So, but, but maybe that's the win that gets someone to see why this stuff is important and we can actually forecast out of the tool and build our manufacturing forecast and do all these things that people are doing in, in yeah. different places and manually and all those ways. So... Maybe I don't like it, but maybe that's how you get a win with someone that then helps in the long run. Hopefully, optimistically, maybe. Optimistically, I think some. I think some features are just demo. They're there for demo value. I mean, I'm not a sales manager, but do I really? Would I really want salespeople mass editing their mass dragging their opportunities across stages and different things? It's like, oh wow, you, have you not been working your opportunities at all? Like that's not how you edit up. That's not how you update your opportunities. Yeah, but we we also can't just we we can't discount. Who, who is using Salesforce, though? It's not just salespeople. You have upper management, and they do like those charts. They do like, they do like the watch app where they can just kind of go and see, see their, what, you know, what the sales pipeline looks like and things like that. Um, I get asked to build those type of interfaces. I, I've built functional interfaces that didn't have all that, the charts and the, the pretty graphics and everything, and being told, it's great. It does what we need it to do. But can you make it look better? Can you add these charts? Because the guy who's signing the check on this project no, wants to see that That's one thing, stuff. but manipulating your pipeline, you know, your entire pipeline right before you go into a sales meeting. Because oh, you're, you're talking specifically about the, the dragging and dropping feature. And I think that? it's a great snapshot view. It's a great... Um, it is a good visualization. It's visualization. Right. It's a great visualization. Yes. Um, and should be read-only, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's well, a, and it's I, an it, option. You don't have to use it. Yeah. I think it's tough, it? too, because to me... Well, you don't, you, have you, don't, to, you don't have to click and drag. You can just you could you can click, click into the into opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I wonder if you can like disable dra dragging your Changing opportunities the, around. Well, I think the tough thing for me is I don't think it's hard to hit edit or change your stage and save or double click in line edit and change your stage and save, especially because if you're working the opportunity at the moment that you need to change the stage, you should already be there. Exactly. So that's sometimes why it's tough for me like is it really hard? Like, if that's the hardest thing you have to do in Salesforce today, like, gold star for Christy. Because, I mean, <laughs> uh, there's so many other things that I would expect you to potentially adding products. We have more complex pricing. We made a whole picture-friendly way for people to do it. And, you know, those kinds of processes, I think. But to me, like, changing an opportunity stage is a default thing yeah. you're going to have to do all the yeah. day all the day because you're in sales. Yeah. So and you want to promote people doing things the right way, using right. the right process. And some of these things that demo really well are I look at them I'm like that's kind of an anti-pattern. Uh, but the, inter the interface itself has potential. If we start seeing that getting sprinkled in other areas, it, it, it could be nice. What, what do you mean just like the Well, there, there's other cases where you're you're well, let's take project management, you know, moving activities into a certain bucket of, you know, ready, pending, done, complete. Yeah. You know, that style it works for that. It mm -hmm. works really well for that. Right. So if we can start seeing that, that interface sprinkling around, it could be really valuable. Like a Kanban board or yeah, like tracking exactly. stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. It would be helpful. I mean, it depends on the domain, right? What, what, what type of things are you working with here? Yeah. But I mean, this is Salesforce taking, an, they're having an opinion. They're taking a chance. 
they're, they're, they're you know, freshening up the UI and they're, they're saying, hey, we think this is good. Yeah. I mean, they're definitely, they're definitely being more opinionated with, um, with some of these things yeah. in the new UI. But just to, we were talking about a minute ago how you how you work with an account or an opportunity. You know, they, you're not gonna, going to see your you know 250 fields front and center. Salesforce wants you to see now at your activities, and they want to you know give you this intelligence or whatever. They they don't want you worrying about all your 200 fields. You know that you can you can kind of dig into that later, right? But they want to they want to I don't know show you a different aspect or get you to work differently or think differently well, about about your data. I think, I think they changed data. their focus. I mean, before it was it was. I mean, it was focused heavily on data entry, and I think now they have the opinion, well, it's how are people actually trying to use the software? How, who's actually using it? And this is a very sales-specific version of it um, because the most, the most everything that is enabled is around sales. So it, it's, in my opinion, it's, it's their take on, well, what does a salesman really need to focus on? They're not really doing a lot of data entry. You don't really want them doing a lot of data entry. They are focused on meeting people, activities, events, collaboration. But well, I think you no, get a little more flexibility, from what I understand, to be able to maybe move the chatter feed next to a related list and then have some fields, or like a sub-tab to group some related lists together. Like right now, there's a pretty stiff structure of, and somebody asked me, like, can I move my this up here? And it's like, no, those are fields and that's a related list, which again, makes sense to me, but in the actual sales day-to-day -day usage, maybe that would be an advantage, and if you get to make the widgets and move them around, then yeah, I definitely think they are trying to move past the. This is just a database in the cloud, and you can you know yeah. have just raw, right? Basically, data you know raw data or the that whole Excel and Salesforce mindset, right? <clears throat> make it pretty, yeah. make it fun, and I have to you know I have to rely on people like you to tell me like what what is what's good about. Than this new interface. What's well, not because I'm, I'm not in sales, you know. Um, you know, I need people to, to, you know, interpret this for me. Tell me what what makes sense about this. What doesn't make sense about this? Well, and I think that's an important consideration. Just because I can make it work the way I think it should work, but I've tried to do some sessions recently of just watching my salespeople, whether they're supportive of me or maybe not my biggest fans, and just do a go-to webinar and let them lead and say, say something like, okay, open an opportunity and see how they get there. Yeah. Because I've made reports and custom links and uh, the, which are gonna break now and lightning, a little URL hack, but yeah. um, you know, I've made things that make life easier, but then people aren't using them or they're not, they don't know that they're there or they don't, like the same, you can get, do most things in Salesforce like four different ways, right? So seeing, just like not telling you where to click, not doing the demo myself, which is what I usually do, and just seeing where people click and what they do, and seeing how that influences what they think about Salesforce. Like maybe it's hard because you don't know that you could just do two clicks and be where I want you to be, and you're looking at you know a weird list view where you don't know you have your recent items, you know, things that are inherent to me that I think sometimes in development it's hard to remember like, thinking about the user on the end, and maybe they're not tech savvy, maybe they're not of a generation that has yeah. had those things, and so how do you you know, keep them from going back to their Rolodex and, and operating their life from <laughs> right. paper? This is, this is why you know, UI matters, and, and understanding the psychology of, of the users and what, you know, how they're thinking, right? I mean, you wanna make, you wanna make the, the the optimal path, the most obvious one, right? Sometimes like that's hard. That. Yeah. 
So, uh, Keynote, do, does anyone have any predictions? Anything they think the Keynote will cover? Um, I, I mean, mean, I'm excited to see Benioff's shoes. Benioff's shoes, yes, yeah, that's a big Twitter. thing. Yes. That's the excitement. Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like they did the lightning piece so that they could roll out a lot of other things related to that, and you can plan on them before you get here, which yeah. was nice. Um, but I'm assuming there's still going to be a few tricks yeah, up I mean, the sleeve. Yeah. They did pre-announce quite a bit this year. Yeah. I thought for sure that the lightning, the new UI, would be the thing, but they, they did announce that early, and... Uh, I agree. I think they did it because they wanted they wanted you to come here and talk about it. They wanted you to come here and see it and know that you were going to come in here and talk about it. Right. Um, I remember the year I came and they acquired Jigsaw and were rebranded to Data.com. And I had a meeting with the Jigsaw guy and I'm walking around the expo like, where, where's the Jigsaw sign? And it was, it was before the keynote, so I didn't know. And yeah. it was a Data.com sign. So I think just to help people be able to plan and make room for that in their schedule and find those... Um, yeah paths here in the dev zone so yeah and I don't, I don't know that I have any clues I haven't really seen anything that's given me any major clues aside from the, the passing mentions from Benioff on systems of intelligence I think he's going to focus on that I think he's yeah. going to I think he's going to talk about new ways that we can use wave and analytics and different parts of Salesforce but yeah, yeah. you wonder is there, a, is there another big thing you know, more is weather there one- related things sunshine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're running out of terms, aren't we? I know. Yeah. Before, we, before we start getting into negative, negative things like yeah. tornado and earthquake or... <laughs> the hurricane the of Salesforce is coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it does seem like there's, there's got to be like one, you know, there's one more thing. Some big thing. But I think it'll be a lot of uh, probably bringing customers up, talking about how they've been using some of these new features. Which can kind of be tough, I think. Now I'm working for a larger company that does invest in Salesforce and is growing and using partners and doing kind of fun things. But I think it can be tough sometimes in these keynotes. I used to work for a 50-person company that I had no sandbox. I just did everything in production and we didn't buy any apps. It was all just what I figured out and wanted to do. So sometimes it's tough when you have you know, the people from these huge companies that are doing these huge, wonderful things. And I'm like, I'm an admin by myself. Yeah. But I think that there's uh, still things for everyone, right? And to see, to me, to see Mark Benioff speak is, is very dynamic, engaging, gets me excited about. So I mean, not that it takes much to get me excited about Salesforce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is great at presenting. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he definitely knows how to get the crowd going. Are there any fun sessions that you're looking forward to? Um, I've been kind of picky about my sessions. I. And in fact, actually, the, I've, I've taken the approach of, as I have free time, I'll look and see what's around me that sounds interesting, and I'll go to that. Or I'm talking to people. Um, in fact, the only reason I even made it to that debugging session is I was over talking to the Cloud9 guys about the Cloud9 guys about their new IDE. Mm-hmm. And um, I was asking questions about the new debugger. I was like, so are you guys going to get access to that? Are you going to be able to pull, build this in? And he goes, well, I, they're about to go talk about that right there. Okay. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to run over there and talk about it. <laughs> so... I mean, yeah, I, I find that just kind of being around, talking to people, seeing what they're doing, what they're interested in, um, that's, that's been valuable versus me just kind of heads down on my phone, running from, from place to place, which I've done. Um, it wasn't valuable to me. I wasn't enjoying the conference. I spent more time just running around than I did kind of interacting and seeing people. Yeah, my first year I did very scheduled, back-to-back, you yeah. know, focus all of the things. And I think I've really, my goal is at least one session a day of, again, something that I've got a hands-on training one day, 
um, I want to see something in the movie theater, you know, a bigger presentation. And but a lot of it is meeting people that yeah. you know you may have seen on Twitter that you or just at, at a place that you're interested in, whether it's on the expo floor and it's about a product or it's just you know, oh hey, I met you and you know this person and um, you know. So I think it works out nice just to be able to see everyone around you see what they like you say they may say oh i have a session tomorrow about that yeah great see you there so there's a guy uh, named james uh i think it's james governor is here he's with a uh analyst small analyst firm called red monk and they're um they're a slightly different type of analyst firm they focus more on like developer aspects um but he's doing a talk on i think thursday okay so i'm gonna try to hit that i like it um and then um friday um James Ward with Heroku is doing a talk. It's actually a repeat because it was popular, so I'm going to try to hit that on Friday. It's um, about all the various integration methods between Heroku and Salesforce. Yeah. But so those are the two that I know I want to go to, and then I, I have, kind of have John's philosophy of yeah, if I, you know, if there's something around that kind of catches my eye or someone tells me about that you suggests. But but otherwise, I, I went like yesterday. I did too many sessions. Yeah, I'm trying to focus on. There was one about like how Salesforce uses mobile. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of intrigued to see, I think mobile is going to be the next piece that is going to be what people are asking for as they start using it more and more. Um, so I think that's one of my goals. And then looking at sessions about that tipping point of admin to coder yeah. and trying to see those kinds of sessions of like your first trigger and your like clicks versus code and just learning those concepts and pieces. So meeting the people that do that. Yeah. yeah. And there are, you know, there is something for everything. There's, it seems like there's, um, in fact, I think for people, you know, admins, I, I, this, this conference is definitely focused on admins more than anything else. I, I you got a whole developer I, I was gonna say, zone that got, I can see right now. Our zone is bigger than the admin zone. That's bigger <laughs> than mine. Most of that's a bunch of advertisements, though. Well, I think, too, that, that there's a little bit of blurring of the line of in the dev zone that I'm still doing things that are potentially admin-y, you know, not. Yeah. So, so I guess code versus admin as opposed to the developer general kind yeah. of concept admin maybe but but I think there's a there's a lot of us absolutely we're coming to get you right. no, I'm just kidding <laughs> and 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 they and you guys tend to be you know advocates which uh, I think is why it makes a lot of sense well but I think it's also great I mean I think to a, a successful admin has a developer friend, right? Absolutely, or, right. you know, knows <laughs> knows some people, which, again, and I'm fortunate to know some people in Charlotte or in, you know, the Carolinas that I can say, like, I think, you know, can you help me with this or even, you know, bring them in on projects or whatever it might be to get those resources. And it, it goes the other direction, too, because there's just so much in Salesforce now, configuration-wise and different, some of the newer clouds that I just, I do, I'm not an expert in, and I totally rely on people who, are experts in that area, or they're you know just a, a good system administrator. You know, I've got to, I have to have help on those things. Well, and I was saying, I took my first certification test before there was Chatter, so I think even to think now, like how much more I would have had to learn. And somebody made a great point yesterday to get certified before all the lightning stuff is officially <laughs> out, because if you've worked for ten years without it, then you know you may be closer to being able to pass the test versus these new concepts that you're going to kind of have to kick the tires and figure out and, and look at a little bit. And so. You've been using Trailhead, right? How, how is that helping you? Um, Trailhead is awesome. The reason I really love Trailhead is because 
you can read. There's plenty of like step-by-step things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are doing it and you miss a step or you change something and you're lost, you're just kind of lost. So to me, the great advantage with Trailhead is it tells you exactly what to do. And it has that API to your dev org that it's actually checking your work. And it gives you good feedback. If you missed a step, it's like, I didn't find a field named, you know, color of the day. And right. then you realize you named it daily color, right? So it, it helps you figure out where you went wrong to then proceed. And you don't think that you care about the points and badges until you miss a question <laughs> and you miss points and you're like, I want to do it over again. I, so I always think I don't care about the points and badges and then I get into something and I care about the points and badges. When I, when I, on the occasion when I have a little bit of free time and I play a game, I'm kind of a completionist and I have to find all the little secret things and it takes me forever to complete a game because I'm, I'm combing every, do it right. every, everything. That's right. So, so it's that's, dangerous. that to me is Trailhead is why Trailhead is great is because it's like you can go in and just learn about one thing or you can kind of start at the beginning. And I even learned some things that, you know, are not are already in my skill set that I learn new things about. So, yeah. And I like badges. So Chris Duarte is, runs the Trailhead program. Chris Duarte. It's, it's Duarte. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. The dolls that are around, that's her. Right? Yeah, it's I think Astro. so. Does it's Astro, so, but, that, but that it looks, was it, the little right. face. The little but face I feel like that was bef- because so Astro's been around since the first developer days with the little astronaut, which is why his name was Astro. But now he gets yeah. other costumes. But, but yeah, I feel now like he's that driving was pre Chris car. Duarte, though. But yeah. maybe it does look similar. I don't know. I don't know. So I, just, I just see it, and I think that a lot of people are running around with little Chris's. They put him in a race car last year for, yeah, for lightning, lightning developer days. My son had now, that sticker on his door. It totally his reminds me of Super Mario Brothers when you got the little raccoon outfit. Yes. yes. That's what it's like. They put Astro in it. Like, he got the little star, and he's like the little raccoon in Super Mario Salesforce world. <laughs> so I definitely want... That's my... I'm 32 years old, and I would like to get a t-shirt and a stuffed animal, and that's going to be one of my things I'm going to do today. <laughs> so what's not working for everybody in this conference? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out and admit it and say my sketch, my sketch note idea... It's not working. No, you already? I tried. I did. I, I sat, sat at the other things, and I just... I, I'm too engaged. I want to I want to see the piece, people. I want to talk to them. I, I, there's no way I'm going to sit there and draw. Maybe it's if dis- I'm in an auditorium. Is it too distracting? It is. Okay. If, maybe if I was in an auditorium and there's a presentation going on, maybe. It's more but trying, trying to actively listen and take notes or even try this whole sketch note thing, which is just kind of take using pictures rather than right. words. Um it just, it just didn't work out. No. No. Already day two. I'm so surprised that writing in hieroglyphics is not distracting <laughs> at all. <laughs> the concept sounds awesome <laughs> until you try it. Um, I'm doing okay so far. I'm working on a good blister, so hopefully that um, waits I, I've until been fortunate. Friday. My shoes, my shoes are holding up. I haven't Band-Aids. had any major issues. Yes, Band-Aid, I did yeah. pack Band-Aids. Yeah. Yeah. It's convenient to have this Target right here, although I haven't been in there yet, but... It's nice knowing that... There's a Target, there's yes. a Ross, there's a Walgreens, <laughs> like anything that you need, it's all right around here. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I made sure I wore um, shoes that I've had for a while. They're right. Nice and worn. But even so, with some support... My feet know the shoes really well. You know, they're, <laughs> they're well acquainted. I try to get new shoes that are... I don't think they planned them to be Salesforce Blue. It's called Cayenne Space. They're Chucks. And I... But they only came like the day before, so I didn't have a chance to... Mm. I didn't want to chance it just to be extra nerdy. Yeah. So, but I still got a blister anyway yeah. from the good shoes yeah. I brought. So we'll see. So but what are you, what are your plans for the rest of the conference? We have the big keynote. We have the big keynote. I'm gonna get myself a stuffed animal. Um, I have a few meetings 
checking out some vendors for some things that we, the next things that we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, hanging out with my AE was good last night. So, like I say, really just hanging out, probably mostly Moscone West things. Yeah. Just to be around people that are geeky in the same way that I am. So. Should, should we all commit to trying to go for a run tomorrow? I'll go for more bacon tomorrow. <laughs> I need let's, to, let's commit I need to, to commit go for some more bacon then. I need more. I need more <laughs> pins and T-shirts and stickers, and learning, in case my boss is listening. Did you bring a lots uh, of learning? A separate checked bag for all your swag. Um, I bought a checked bag with mostly full of clothes, and then I brought a roll-on bag that was basically empty. Well, actually, it was full of books. So I'm sure the TSA people were like, "Why?" And I put my jeans in there because they're heavy. So yeah. I was like. You probably are wondering why I have books and pants and phone chargers. Every and that's all was, I'm bringing in my bag. Every plane was probably 10 times heavier on, this, on these trips. Well, and my husband was like, you're taking two suitcases? And I was like, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I would like to acquire all of the things. We have things. <gasps> we have things. We have things. I'm highly motivated by swag and bacon. I, I had, we had three not make it. Aww. Three cups. But I was surprised because we had the box. We checked it. <laughs> And the first thing I do when we grab it is I start shaking it, trying to figure out how many of them made it. I have the 3D printed earrings, which are delicate, so some of them didn't make it either. The little oh. tops popped off the top, but... That seems like deja vu. I could have swore I heard someone talking about that recently. 3D some, printed earrings? Yeah, 3D printed earrings, but they didn't hold up or something. Um, I gave some to Kieran. No, this was something. This was a, this was something. Some other time. Mm. It just I felt like I've had that conversation. Well, I thought before. I invented three D printed earrings, but apparently I didn't. No, I'm just teasing. But um, <laughs> well, that's kind of cool. People talk- have been asking me on escalators what, what, and randomly all so over. So you the work place. for a three D printing company. I do. You do. Get, do you get to guys kind of sit there and play with it and come up with your own stuff? Um, so I mainly do the Salesforce stuff. I don't really. I mean, I feel like I work for the future and that all this cool stuff is happening. So I've actually learned enough to give a tour in the office because mm-hmm. really the first time I gave the tour it was like, isn't this cool? So um, I've gotten a little more articulate, but um, I sent someone the pictures of the badges and I was like, hi, I would like to be a super nerd. Can we make these into earrings? And he's like, we happen to sell a software that does that. And so he helped me find someone who made uh, five different files for me. And then I, somebody who wants to move their processes into Salesforce Mm -hmm. has access to printers. So I was like, hey, want to print me some (laughs) earrings? So they've actually got our logo on the back, and I got some extra ones to, to hand out. Unfortunately, like I said, they're a little bit brittle, so I have to figure out a good transportation method. But yeah, um, but yeah it's been really helpful. So I don't do a lot of printy things, but I got a 3D printed name tag, which was like I had to network my way into it. So it's basically like if you think about writing your name down and then like lifting it up. Yeah. So um, it's that. But I had to like, you don't just get one when you start. You have to. But we're testing printers all the time. So if you meet the right people, then, which I can just walk up and introduce myself to anybody pretty much, which is what I did. And uh, I met a person who does test prints and I was like, here's my name. Okay, thanks. So... Um, and are, are these are these like industrial applications or? Um, it runs the gamut. So you we have a cube printer that you can buy at Staples, Best Buy. That's okay. yeah, nine ninety nine, and um, they've really made some cool water soluble supports and flexible mm-hmm. things. So a lot of innovation going on there. Up to a million dollar printer that they're printing. Um, you know, airplane parts, medical applications, um, just all kinds of crazy stuff. It's yeah. it's. It's awesome, either both for end-use things to use, which I think is from a consumer perspective what I think about, 
but there's also a lot of design aspects to it. So we want to make a new shower head. So you design it and then you can print it in like a plastic clear resin and actually run water through it and see if it works before you go design a whole, you know, tooling line right. to manufacture it. Yeah. So it moves a lot of the change, even like shoe production, you can print a shoe and be like, here, hold this and see, you know, I like the color, I like this swoopy doop thing, and then throw that away and then come up with what you actually want before you start the whole rest of the process instead of you know, the CEO sees it two weeks later. It's like, oh, I don't like that. And then you have to start all over again. Right. So um, a lot of cool applications. It's a very cool place to work. And I'm really fortunate. I've got um, a boss that understands that my learning new stuff at places like Dreamforce and other Midwest Dream In, other conferences. Mm -hmm. We're looking to plan our own Midwest Dream In in the Southeast. So hopefully wow. Q1, Q2 next year, we can have baby Dreamforce um, on the East Coast and um, sees the value in my going to those things and learning stuff and then coming back and using those things right. um, in the day-to-day. -day. So things about mobile and about you know just that little trigger to do the one thing that doesn't work in territory management that I need to do and um, you know those kinds of things. So that's been really great. I didn't have that for a while, so I now I'm able to be in the community and go to user group meetings yeah. during the day, you know, which is... Yeah, not always an option. So it's a great environment. It can be hard to, to convince employers to you know invest in, right. in that. But you look around, it's like wow, there's 150,000 people here that their employers are like, yes, I, we're we're going to invest in that because it's it's not you know it's not cheap to travel. It's right. not you know any of this stuff. So, so that's, I'm going cool. to do a quick time check because we are we're running long. So I don't know if you have anywhere to be if you can I still don't. hang out. I'm good. Okay, I, uh, you're going to kick I, me I out. I think we need to start wrapping up. Yeah, we got the yeah. The, the eye. Yeah. Did we get the eye? Yes, we did. We did? Yeah. When? About 10 minutes ago. Yeah, I think we got a, <laughs> yeah. we got a five minute so, ago, 10 yeah. minutes ago. All right. Well, thank you for being on. Hey, yeah. thank you for asking me. I, I feel like a celebrity. For you guys, this is probably just like day-to-day -day life. <laughs> no, 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 but no. you were like, oh, if you don't have time, I understand. And I was like, I will make time for you because <laughs> we, um, you know, it's, I'm excited. We always appreciate getting when, when people who listen to the podcast interact with us and give us feedback and stuff. So. Yeah. And I always like to meet people that have that have engaged us that like I only know on Twitter or whatever. Right, yeah. It's really cool. So well, and it's a good perspective. I think it's it's good different things. You know, like I said, you guys talk a little bit more about some development stuff that I'm interested, but still make it approachable. So I don't feel like dumb. You know, listening to it and that you laugh at each other and <laughs> no, I, I no clickers today. Nah, no we, we, we have them. You decided to be nice at Dreamforce yeah. and not click each other yeah. in the face. Well, the, the running thing was when we got here, uh, he rubbed off on me or something, but I was cursing every other sentence. What? I don't yeah, know why. on me? Did I actually make it through a whole hour without... I think I did. That's a, that's a, that's saying something for me. I was told I had to behave, so... Oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. I don't want to get anyone in trouble. So That's unfortunate. I mean, I'll, I guess everyone can hear it, so maybe I shouldn't I be dropping F-bombs everywhere. I was going to hand him the clicker so that he could click me every time I, I cursed, but I, I, I think I kept it under control. Yes. I like that he blames you, though, know, that it's yeah, contagious. Because I'm Thanks. saying things I don't normally say, and he goes, I think you might have gotten that Thanks. for me. You might have gotten that for me. You can yeah. soundboard it out <laughs> exactly. later. Cool. Cool. Well... Well, that's yeah, thanks show. a lot. Thanks for coming yeah, on. Have a wonderful day. Do you want to day two? Do you want to? Do you want to say it? Do I want to say it? Oh wait, hang on, hang on. Wait before before we do that. <laughs> oh, uh, at Christy Force. Chris yes, ChristyForce oh, yeah. .com. Yep, both of those things. Yeah, that's, cool blog. That's informative. Where my face is. Informative uh, Salesforce blog. Right. Yep. That's what I try. I hope. Any, anything else that you want to share um, or plug or promote? I don't think so. 
I'm just trying to bring us bacon. I just like yeah. <laughs> bring Has, us hashtag DF15 yeah. bacon. Yeah. Um, no, I just am trying to meet people in the Twitter. If anybody sees me around, and I'm happy to give you a hug and talk to you. Don't be afraid right. to introduce yourself to hashtag me. Hashtag Benioff Bear Hug. Right. <laughs> yeah. oh, that would be <laughs> so awesome. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Can I? I don't say know. It, say it. And to that, I say good day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> So day two, day two in the can. Still tired. Although it's <laughs> it's only six right now, so I know. unlike last night, we're, rec- we're recording our recap early. Yeah, trying to get it done early, and I still won't post it till later, but yeah. So there's uh, no no big announcements today, right? Thunder was the closest thing we got to a big announcement, and that's the Internet of Things cloud, IoT cloud. Yeah, so the I mean, the big thing today was the Benioff keynote. Right. And then I, uh, before that, though, I went to the community cloud keynote, which was kind of interesting. I got to sit in the front row mm-hmm. with my press batch. So that was kind of cool because by the time I got there, it was like, that was big. I can't believe how many people were in there for the community keynote. Yeah. There were thousands, seemed like. But I ended up getting sad. Imagine that community being big. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> and I think I, I could have this number completely wrong, but I believe they said they have 6,000 communities now. Wow. Active communities. I mean, it's an, it's an interesting product because it's really just a collection of all kinds of existing Salesforce features that are kind of repackaged mm-hmm. and um, I don't even want to say modified. I mean, there's some things with community that, like for example, chatter groups and there's different things that they either belong in like the internal org or a community and there's like this firewall and they don't, right. they don't cross over. So, I mean, community does kind of add that functionality, but otherwise it's just it's just all existing Salesforce functionality for the most part. So they don't really have new features that they can announce. Basically what they can talk about is how it's just kind of rehashing existing existing new announcements that communities just implicitly benefits from. So they talked about how ch- you know you can edit chatter posts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's nothing. Did they, I mean, in the true to the core, I mean, they had communities up on the board as one thing they were going to, start focusing on next did they even get into any of that for lightning the lightning experience they did they did talk about that some um the thing is is when they show off so they they had i think three customer stories and mm-hmm. with the customers there these you know big kind of highly produced it had videos and um all kinds of graphics on the screen when they were doing demos of these customers of right. s- some of their customers communities um, but those, when they, when they show off communities, these, the ones they want to show off, they're basically completely custom communities. So you don't see any lightning. You don't see any visual force. It is all totally custom UIs. Yeah. Just to show the kind of the power of, I guess the customizability and the fact that it can look like whatever you want. It doesn't have to look like Salesforce or like lightning. Right. So, so no, there wasn't, they didn't really talk about that too much. Um, the, the one new feature I think was that they, pushed the most that I noticed was um, the buy button. <laughs> Got a lot yeah, of I heard about that. Uh, yeah. To me, it's kind of funny. Well, they but mentioned it, that in the keynote too. The, 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 the main keynote. The, yeah, oh, did they? Keynote, That's yeah. right. The buy button. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They got a lot of applause. I mean, it's, it's, it's more than just a buy button, but it's, it's, um, it sounds like it's an integration with maybe a few of the top e-commerce platforms, maybe like Magento and um, mm-hmm. maybe square or I don't know, um, brain, tr- brain tree, maybe, Mm. I, I don't. I really don't know, but um, because they didn't, I don't no think they. Li- I don't think they named which 
which e-commerce yeah. uh, systems it was, but I, they, I think that's what they said though. There, it was, it's, you know, integration with, with some of those. So that could be really useful for people who have communities, customer communities that they, why not keep selling to your customers, right? Once right. they join the community. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, but it's just, you can tell it's just like an initial step towards integrating commerce and in, into it. I was surprised they didn't create uh, announce the new commerce cloud. <laughs> <laughs> they will next. You know that you know it's coming. Yeah. Once this gets traction, then then they'll to, have the commerce cloud. I should go by commercecloud.com. <laughs> <laughs> they probably already have. Anyone pause the recording? <laughs> okay, we're back. <laughs> um, yeah, they talked about you know community as a as a business strategy. I don't know um, a lot of messaging around like streamlining. Streamlining operations, increasing efficiency of, of the community members. Um, yeah. Like, like if you have distributors, so like increasing your distributors' productivity. Um, they talked about how you can build a community in just weeks, which, you know, if you have a simple one, yes. Um, I tend to work on these bigger communities, which have a whole lot of customization. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool, though. I ended up getting, they sat me right next to, like, two of the customers that were being um, spotlighted, highlighted. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea until they like, I thought the guy was walking. I was like, Oh my God, he's not walking over to me. Is he? He's like with a microphone. <laughs> and, <they're> like, <laughs> and then the guy next to me stands up <laughs> and then he gets up there and, you know, he talks and gets on stage and yeah. you know, tells their story. But I was like, wow, I didn't even, I had no idea. I'm sitting around <laughs> next to the person that's I'm on the camera. Like, you know, but I'm trying to cover my face. <laughs> I don't want to be on the camera. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that was kind of cool. Um, they talked about easy moderation. So they, they actually did. So that uh, so there were some new enhancements around moderating because that's a big issue with community or not issue. It's just part of having communities moderating. Right. So um, the actionable insights, um, new reports just on how the community is being used, I think, um, and like new types of moderation rules. They talked about, um, they do, one of the lightning thing they talked about was they're using the file previewer that's new in lightning. Mm -hmm. And you know, the reason they created, I, I feel like we talked about this, but I don't know how much we got into it, but the reason they had to create a new file previewer for lightning and Salesforce one is because the old one they had was flash based. Yeah. We talked about that. Did we? Okay. Yeah. I'm actually curious to see what the, how they implemented that. What if there's some server side rendering thing? That that renders some, like an image and then renders an SVG and they publish or that. some kind of image, yeah. Because yeah. I think the viewer, I think the flash viewer they had, I think that the the viewing part of it was built into the flash. It was all in flash. Yeah, probably. I and mean, that's that's difficult in in HTML land. But even but it would have to be something that's scalable. So I mean, it you can't you can't just turn a document into an image and then publish it on phone, mobile, and those devices. There's, there's something more to it than that. Yeah. So then we, you know, we did the, um, the Benioff keynote. We got some poly, poly, puck, a new yeah. Hawaiian, Hawaiian conch. Yeah, we got more, more Hawaiian music. music. Still have no idea what they were talking about. I want a translation of that. What is that? <laughs> Is that just some old like you know? Folk, I'm sure you could, you could song? play back the recording, and then use use like a translation app. Yeah, and just exactly. have it translate. Just run it into Google Translate yeah. and see what it says. So, I'm sure it's really awesome what they're, well, they're saying. Well, it's interesting between that and you know the first probably five minutes that Benioff of his talk 
it was identical to Dreamforce last year. Similar format, yeah. I mean, I'm even like the the phrases and the words, everything he was saying was so close. I mean, if you if you compared 2014 to 2015, the first five minutes of the keynote, um, remarkably the same. Yeah, interesting. Um, Stevie Wonder was good. I thought, yeah, he was awesome. It's like, can they 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 wouldn't spring for the whole band or what? What was up with that? <laughs> it was just it was Stevie well, it, Wonder. It was tough because the room, the way the room was shaped, it was a circle. So I mean, even though he was basically right behind me. I was still kind of just craning my neck to see. I mean, I could have watched the, the, the monitors, but that he's like right there. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, I felt like I needed to turn my head, not watch the screen. Cause yeah. he's right there. But it was pretty good. Um, they yeah, it enjoyed was, it. It was uh, weird. What was that instrument he played right after that? I've never seen that. I don't know what that. that's called. It's some kind of stringed yeah. thing. That was really, that was really, really interesting. Saw some. Uh, this is some journalist tweeted that he said, "How long has an artist fallen when he rapes his own song to include a conference reference?" Uh, it was all in good huh? fun. No, I that's mean, what that's what you do when you get paid big money to go do a corporate <laughs> gig. You change the words to your song. I'm not that cynical about it. I mean, you, you. It's yeah. Well, I mean, it's like you know these artists are like, oh, it's art. It's you know, I'm an artist. Well, sometimes it's fun. I mean, you just I don't know. Yeah. Hell, last night I I said good good night, sir, instead of good day, sir. I mean. Is, well, shame on you, John. Yeah. See, Thanks see? for raping our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you cater to the audience. You cater to who's paying your bill, right? <laughs> um, you'll never guess who I ran into. Who? You will never. You will never guess. Are we talking celebrity? We're talking... Let me just tell you this. You have no idea. You have no idea. Oh, did you run into Kramer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Shook his hand. You did? Yeah. Awesome. He was. I think they were finished. I think they had a set there, and he was finishing up. I think they had recorded an, an episode. Did you or some walk kind up of, and talk to him, or what? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How'd that go? I just said hi. I mean, I yeah. didn't like that. Say hey. By the way, we make fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> you're on my board. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. Exactly. You're on my soundboard. <laughs> you want? To, will you? Can we interview you? <laughs> um, I want to get a selfie. There was a guy that I was kind of that I was there with that got a selfie with him and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Why not? I I, I, I feel kind of horrible. I need to do more selfies. I just, I don't think about it. I, I meet someone, I'm talking to them. I don't really think to a lot, take a picture. A lot of people who are public figures and even though they want, they might not say anything and they might just indulge you or whatever, they think, they feel it's kind of rude to ask yeah. to take a picture. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't either. But I'm not talking about celebrities. I'm just talking about everyone I meet and in general that I've been wanting to meet and, and finally getting the chance to and, I don't. I just don't think about it for some reason. I guess I don't like me in pictures, so I'm not like actively trying to put myself out there. I was a little disappointed that we didn't get an update on Benioff's man baby toothbrush. It, it's it's just an internet of things, man. It's an internet of everything. But I want an update. How's it doing? Is it does he have improved dental health? We we should have asked his mom. <laughs> she was there. <laughs> Actually, that was really nice. That was kind of sweet. Nice. I mean, that, that was, was really heartwarming. Yep. Yeah. That was, I felt like, and probably, then, and that was you, the most sincere yeah, part of that event. Yeah. How could it not be? Yeah, exactly. Um, hmm. Uh, do we want, okay, so I don't know if we want to talk about this now or tomorrow. I think we might want to save it for tomorrow, the Microsoft CRM thing. I mean, so what do they talk about in the keynote? So, um, well, oh, well, the big thing, this is the, this is very interesting to me. The Thundercloud. Is that yeah. what really it's called now? Thundercloud? 
Thunder. The Thundercloud. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 uh. So Thundercloud <laughs> runs in Microsoft's cloud. Uh, no. No. When they were describing that interaction, they were describing Azure collecting all of the event information from the devices. And then, and then it's taking choice information. They didn't really say that, but I'm saying it's taking choice information and bringing that yeah, into the so Azure is ingesting and processing yes. all the all the data and I'm just so let me ask you this why I don't know Salesforce has Heroku I mean you wouldn't you obviously you can't do that on force.com even though you can build any app you want to on force.com you can't do that on force.com where's my well, sound I, I don't really have enough information to know one way or another I'm just telling you my suspicions are and in the way they presented I mean obviously Azure was on the screen. It was they said it was collecting all the event information and then they said it sends that information to the Internet of Things and to the IoT cloud. I don't know what to call it. Thundercloud, IoT cloud. I'm already getting confused. Uh we'll just say IoT cloud. Yeah. Um it was sending that information there which which made it available to Salesforce. But IoT cloud was its own thing. It wasn't like it was Salesforce. So I'm wondering if it's a separate technology almost like analytics is where you have you know it's not salesforce technology it's it's hadoop and all that kind of stuff mm. it's able to handle the, that large amount of, of information um, and then it's connected into your salesforce system right accessible i, I just, I just virtually still, accessible i just still wonder why though. why is it running well i mean that's how you that's how you do a partnership i mean you know it, i mean that that's just the partnership that is not an answer what, is, what does Microsoft have to do with, with the ThunderCloud? Why are they involved in ThunderCloud? Because they are providing tools and services in their Azure platform um, to be able to connect and interact and host those applications and those services. So instead of Salesforce building their IoT machine, they're just going to let Microsoft do it? Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think this is about technology. I don't know enough about that cloud to to say that it doesn't have that capability. I think they really wanted to showcase the partnership that they built. It may have that tech, that capability, but they're just showing how they're partnering with Microsoft to also be involved in that conversation. Yeah. Well, I, I guess maybe to some degree, then I, I, I would agree with that. I, I don't think this was, I don't think it's running in Azure for technology reasons. Yeah. For, you know, operational reasons. Right. I think it's strategic business reasons. Yeah. Yeah, I don't fully understand it, but, and of course, the, you know, the, the conspiracy theories are already flying about, you know, is the Microsoft Salesforce thing back on. Um, but I'll tell you what, I, they might be greasing the skids for that. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a, there's a pos there's a possible, I think it's, I think it's relatively low. Well, now but there's just, a distinct, now you're just irresponsibly tossing out. No, <laughs> no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making a rumor. I, I'm not saying this is happening. I just think there is a non-zero possibility that the, a Microsoft Salesforce deal has already been done. But that, that's done. anything. I mean, even Benny. I mean, I don't know. It, I'm just saying. It, it, there's a price at some point. There's a price, whether it's seventy billion or a hundred billion. There's a price at some point if you're willing to pay it. But I don't know. I, yeah, I think I just Benny think there, I just think there might be. On, on I think there might be a deal already done. He was he was you know actively touting you know the size of the company the fourth largest software company in the world I mean I don't think he wants this to end I don't That's, think he wants this to stop yeah and um, I don't think he wants to I don't think he'll he'll 
I mean, we talked about this when the rumors came out. I don't think he wants to be the second the second guy. He wants to be on top, and I don't I don't think a transition to Microsoft or something like that is is, is what he's looking for. No, he so wouldn't. I'm not even, he wouldn't. It's not even on my radar. But it would that, make him even more of a billionaire than he is now. Then he would go off and do his charity yeah, stuff, and right? Like we said, if he's if he's ready to kind of focus on philanthropy and all right. that kind of stuff, then yeah. But I, mean, I, just, I, don't, I don't know if that's it, where he's at. I don't either. And I mean, we're obviously we're just speculating, but it it sure does seem like maybe there is a deal that's already done. I mean, you keep speculating, I mean, even though we're not speculating. I mean, Salesforce is no. I am speculating. I'm just saying. I'm saying no. This is total, just total speculation. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, Microsoft and Salesforce is such a distraction, though. I mean, I I don't unless unless something happens, I mean, aside from the stock price, I mean, what's the value in the conversation of them buying being bought? What's ever the value in that kind of conversation? It's just it's what if scenarios. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. I brought it up, man. No, I'm just (laughs) I'm just saying, I mean, it's it's just. Everyone treats it like, oh, you know, what if they get bought, or what about this, or are they they have a weird partnership? Is something going to happen? But like, well, the cloud, the, it the, doesn't really the matter. Thundercloud so. was weird. That is weird that they are running the Thundercloud in my in Azure. It's not weird. I mean, Microsoft. If we, I just applauded Microsoft in a few episodes ago because they were at the Apple event. Microsoft is making themselves available everywhere it's, they can. It's not weird from a Microsoft perspective. It's weird from a Salesforce perspective. I think Salesforce is learning and learning some of the same philosophies that Microsoft has taken on, which is you got to be everywhere. You can't just create this silo and say, this is our cloud and, and, and we're going to be better than Salesforce you. And- is cl- whether it doesn't matter whether they're on their own data centers, AWS, my, Azure, whatever is because they are on their cloud. That's accessible all over the world. They are, they are everywhere. You don't have to be in everyone's data center to be in order to be everywhere. No, but I mean, they're being really inclusive with the, Office tools. Now, now one one weird small comment that just it was just a small little tiny comment that I wish I had a DVR to rec- you know rewind it and just to hear it again. They said something about you know something running on SQL servers and they were moving those to the Azure cloud. I'm like, what what is that? Um, um the uh, uh, no, what's the marketing company they bought? Eloqua or no? Uh, is it Exact Elo- Target? Exact Target. That runs on SQL Server. Oh, okay. I think they were a big Microsoft shop, apparently, or something. Okay. It also could just be one of these things where, you know, Benioff might have wanted something from, from Microsoft, which which may not even we may not even know about yet. Yeah. And the and the and the payment for that is okay. We'll give that to you, but you have to run something big on Azure so that we can, so you can be a big customer, a big you know. flagship customer of ours that we promote. Yeah. Because Azure's still in a you know huge battle with AWS and Google. I don't know. I'm 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 not into I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not subscribed to the idea that there's has to be some kind of handshake deal or mutual benefit. I just I think Microsoft's really trying to be everywhere, trying to create those type of relationships. And I think more than anything, they probably came to, to Salesforce and said, hey we want to we want to foster this relationship. We want to do something big. Let's figure out what that is. Yep. Um, I saw, um, I saw actually a series, a journalist make this series. He really thought that there was a laugh and applause track being mixed in. I didn't hear that at all. No. Well, the fact, MVPs were cheering pretty loud for a while. I know. I'm like, yeah. I, was, I almost thought about replying. It's like, no, that's just the MVPs. It's real. <laughs> trust me. Um, did you hear about the Workday partnership? 
No. I don't know anything about it. It just, I saw like a headline. We'll have to look into that. It's not surprising though. No. It was funny when, uh, was it the Cisco CEO, Chuck, Chuck Robbins? Is that what his name is? I don't know if you heard this because he kind of mumbled it. But he told Benioff, he said, um, he was referring to Parker Harris's lightning suit. He looks mm-hmm. at Benioff, he says, don't wear one of those next year. <laughs> did you, I, did you, know, you catch this, that? This is actually a perfect time to cover this. Um, God bless Parker Harris. <laughs> you are a you're brave I know, man. I know where you're going with this. Because... The, the cut of the pants. <laughs> it had this it's... little seam that went down the back. And so every time he would turn around and I'm staring at his backside, <laughs> that's all I could see. So I'm sitting here staring at Parker's butt. <laughs> title. Just... Show title. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was the cut of the suit. It was just prominent. Uh, so <laughs> I, I can't be the only one that just was fixated on it. Uh, I, I, you had to give him credit for putting that thing on, though, because yeah. I would totally not wear that. Yeah, and you know, it's, it, it's it's always fun to see him and Benioff on there because you can tell that they have a real deep friendship. Although, uh, oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but I will say though that the the acting and the stage play and the skit and the games, it was too yeah. much. It was yeah. too much. Well, I, I told you my after take about on it an hour and a half into it, well, on the third skit, yeah. it was it's a little much. It's like Benioff, I know you're, you're really not that surprised. Yeah. And but, none of the- no, but I don't know. I think it's all in good fun. And to me, there's two ways it can go. You either do it really well and it comes off really great, or you do it really, really bad and it kind of gets that almost like a really bad horror movie type thing that ends up, you know, that people love because it's so campy. It's so bad, right? Yeah, because it's, it's well, so bad. In I'm- between, it's cringeworthy. I think it, if they do it bad enough, which I kind of think they did. It ends up being campy enough that okay. it's entertaining. Yeah. For a, for a few minutes, it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His disbelief was getting a little, little, yeah. <laughs> a little long in the tooth, but and then the, you know, the whole um, Western union skit that went on and on and on and on. Yeah. I felt like that message was getting lost by a little bit of a rambling. Um, I, My brain, I, I totally I, tuned out. It I was, was kind of tough to kind of keep going and following it and trying to, you know, get the gist of the message. I, I know there was a, a good message hidden in there, but it was it was kind of tough to kind of pick it out. So that was that was a little difficult. So they, they showed the demo of um, Salesforce IQ, I guess we're calling it now. Yeah. Um, we, we talked about this earlier, but I, I still I want to see if you have any more thoughts on this. So it, it one of the things it does is it will, it's basically looking at your mail and your calendar and everything. Mm-hmm. And it basically integrates your mail and calendar with Salesforce. So if you get an email from someone it will attempt to link that email up to the correct contact in Salesforce. Right. And the, and the thing I asked you, I was like, you know, we've had that functionality for a long time. Of course it's, I think it's in the outlook connector maybe. And I don't, I don't use outlook. So I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, but I know that's, I mean, I've, that's been around for like a really long time. What is new about this? It's, it's probably just a much smarter engine that's able to, to extract that information in a much more intelligent way. That's what I was thinking. Maybe it's it's just better, I mean, smarter, it, more automated. In the example they showed was probably really simplistic, but maybe, and, and again, this is a big maybe because I don't know. My thought is what's probably making it different and what's probably making it truly intelligent is the fact that it's able to recognize a little more context. Um, like say you mentioned my name in the email, it's not going to go and try and attach it to mine. It's going to try to attach it to yours based on context. Yeah. So so that that's what that's my guess is that it's just a little more intelligent. Well, there's some uh, um, really bad news, actually, that was um, hit today, actually during Dreamforce. 
apparently about a month or so ago, SAP CEO, who is a German guy, mm-hmm. um, was in the United States, uh, and he fell down a flight of stairs, mm-hmm. almost almost bled to death, almost died. Wow. Because I think it might have been at night. He was by himself. Um, but yeah, they, I guess, announced that today, and, and they also announced that he is going, um, he's going to lose one of his eyes. Are you kidding? Part of the, yeah, wow. No, 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 just terrible. I know. Sorry. Sorry for that downer. <laughs> what do we follow that with? And, uh, <laughs> I haven't had a drink yet either. So <laughs> <laughs> now I need one. I know. <laughs> so be careful on stairs. Stairs make me so nervous. I hate the fact that we have stairs at my house. Be careful. You, <laughs> you I know. just injured yourself not too long I've ago. I've fallen down our stairs too before. Really? Yeah. Still, like I almost that? broke my, no, this was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I thought I broke my back. I could. It, it just knocked the wind out of me. But it's like one of those things. Like you, all you know is that you can, you fell and you can't move and you can't yell. Even yeah, I was like, did I just break something in my life? <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I think it just knocked the wind out of me really bad. Um, but also the the Salesforce IQ thing. It's it's a Chrome plugin, or part of it is. There's a Chrome plugin part of that. Yeah, I mean, they basically spread the technology out, and they they wanted to. Also, I mean, they can they can attach to your email server, SMTP, and all that kind of stuff, and, and pull that stuff. But they wanted to add an extra component on top of that for things like Gmail and stuff, so that yeah. you know, while you're in Chrome and or you're, yeah, you're in Chrome and you're using Gmail, you'll have those tools available. Which I think is fine. I think that's yeah. cool. Um, so many people use Chrome. Although, what about all the IE and Firefox users? I don't know. I guess switch to Chrome. Oh. <laughs> is that the message? There, they they were not actively campaigning. Safari, that's a big one. They too. weren't actively campaigning developers like Chrome was. Chrome is is still actively trying to campaign for their app store, and so I think this is kind of one of those things that you know that it's there. The store is there. The opportunity is there for that. And what Salesforce's message to people? Switch to Chrome. Almost. <laughs> I mean, I'm not complaining about that. No. I'm just. But I mean, a lot of small business, small small medium businesses, um, you know, they're they're either they're they're hopefully using Chrome or Firefox, and, and that's that. Maybe that's another you're incentive a big for Safari. Them to use yeah, what about Safari? Uh, I guess a lot of small and medium business don't want to spend the money on on passing out MacBooks to all their employees, so they're still using Dells and, sure. and those kind of yeah. things. So they're they're Windows shops. There's a lot of people that love Safari and don't want to go to a third party browser. Yeah, no, that's true. The thing, <laughs> the thing I thought when I saw that was, it's like, man, you know, there's been those several times when I've thought to myself, especially because there's just the way you can customize Salesforce is still, you know, still has its limits. The only conceivable way I could think to to do this was to either install like a like a Grease Monkey script or like a, nowadays like a Firefox plugin or mm-hmm. a Chrome plugin. And I always get laughed out of the room. You know, everyone's their answer is not no, but hell no. Are we going to ask people to install Chrome plugins? Or you know browser plugins, and here you know Dreamforce here they announced, oh by the way we're doing this Chrome plugin everyone's like jumped out of their chair oh, chair it, applauding for, for a lot of us we remember the days of ActiveX and having to have that component oh. and now you're stuck on the IE browser and to just, use this functionality and it's it's also anti web I mean yeah. the, the idea of having to go install software on someone's computer other than a vanilla web browser is kind of antithetical but to the this, web this is really just it's it's a it's a helper tool it's an yeah. add on it, it's meant to you know just like with anything you. I have internet on my Chrome, uh, Evernote on my Chrome yeah. to help me, you know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an auxiliary part yeah. of the system. And it's it's it, it's it's for Gmail, specifically right. for Gmail users. It's not the only users. way to do this right. particular yeah. activity. You can do it on your phone, you can do it on the web. So it, it's, it's just, just like, an add-on, it's just an option. 
it just irritated me how easily that just coasted right through and so much applause. I'm like, man, every time the demo's I, great. I know, man. but every time, but every time I wanted to do, every time I wanted to do a browser plugin, it, it always gets immediately rejected. I get laughed out of the room. <laughs> I got to work on my presentation skills. <laughs> <laughs> you need to wear a lightning suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That fits me a little bit too tight in all uh, on all areas. <laughs> well, what else? That was about it. I mean, that was the big thing of my day. I mean, we, we recorded this morning. We had Christy on, had a great time with that. Um, and then... And then after that, I came back to the room to kind of try to get some organized. I still got to put together our swag a little bit. And so it's easier to hand out. I had a tough time trying to hand that out this morning. There was after the keynote, the Michael Jackson cover band. Yeah, was, they I was about to say we went to the keynote good, and, then, and then you drug me outside and, um, and you're like, you want to stay and listen? I was like, yeah, sure. I'm game. No, the, and then it turns out, I'm like, this is awesome. They got a full <laughs> horn section. Yeah. Like four guys with like. I periscoped that whole first song. Did you? Oh, yeah. did you? Okay. I was wondering what you were doing. Yeah. And then and then at one point I wanted to put it down, but people were still jumping on. So I was like, I guess I'm committed to finishing this song. Right. Out. So that was fun. Yeah. So that was, that was, inter- that was a pleasant surprise, especially the look. I mean, they were very entertaining and everything, but the look, the voices that were coming out of those faces just didn't, didn't seem to match. It's like if, if this was Sesame street and they had said, which one of these does not belong. If you like, this voice with this guy does not belong. Yeah. But it was all in good fun. Um, but yeah, I think, I think, I mean, we have tomorrow's definitely keynote heavy as well. We have the, I'll, I'll be trying to make it to the analytics um, keynote. And then after that, we have the developer keynote and then we'll be, rec- we'll be in the podcast studio again. And then our afternoons, I think pretty much my goal is after that is just try and go around and, find people and meet people and talk to me as many people as I can um, that I've been meaning to try to get to this week. Yep. Cool. And tomorrow we should talk about, remember to talk about the Sage Life conversation. Yeah, that was, that was great. We got, we got a chance to go down. We, we kind of just happenstance decided to go. Let's sp- save that though. Yeah, I know, but I just want to tell a story, but we just, and yeah, we might have yeah, a true. chance we, that we might get to talk to him, but yeah. Um, yeah. I, I kind of doubt it. I, I I think that's too much of an impromptu question for them for him to want to jump on. But um, yeah, we can talk about that tomorrow. And to that, I say good night, sir. Good day, sir. Go get your badges. <laughs> <laughs>